This will come as quite a shock to my crewmates. And to NASA. And to the entire world. But I'm still alive. Surprise! Hi and welcome to a new Here's episode of You Podcast. My name is Asim Verdi and I'm joined by two of my awesome friends that I never get to meet but they're still awesome. Um, Parish, from what, 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 what did I have to call you now? You just have to call me Professor PG. P- Professor Professor PG. Uh, 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 Professor PG or Professor Smuggler. I don't know what to do. This 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 life has taken a very interesting left turn for me this year. Yeah, it's interesting how we're all kind of you know we all have like public Twitter profiles and we're all growing in front of the world to kind of see how we're changing and becoming different things. So <laughs> this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. I'm naked dream. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like a very boring Truman Show with brown people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we also have Anandini. Anandini's been ages. Yes, it has been ages. So glad to have you back on and find like a suitably nerdy subject to get the three of us together, right? That's what it takes. Speak for yourself. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> says the professor. I'm a nerd. <laughs> says the professor. Uh, says, says the guy teaching classes <laughs> in, in IT. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we're talking about The Martian, but I think because the movie's already been out for a couple of weeks and there's quite a few reviews and podcasts out there, I think we, we'll do a kind of a more of book versus movie kind of podcast. Although really there's no, there's no structure. If we're doing book versus movie, you didn't tell me to read the book again. God damn it, awesome. <laughs> See, and you're not the nerd, right? I didn't, I read the book like months ago. Um, and it's funny because I had, like, I think all of us decided to read the book around the same time and I, I don't think anybody of any was anybody was aware that this was going to be turned into a movie, right? No, I I read it on Collider. Um, uh, but before that, can you introduce Anandini? We just started talking. Anandini. Yes. You are awesome. Please be introducing yourself because Asim doesn't know how to do it. Oh, I am Anandini. Um, I am a Bollywood blogger. I uh, sometimes write for Masala Mamas, and um, I'm a nerd. Big time. And actually, I was the one that found this book and asked you two to read it. Yes, that's true. And I would like to also say that you are not a nerd because nerd means you have no social skills. I think it's the opposite. You're a geek, someone who loves what they do. The distinction, the The nerd is geek. Yes, yes, we will distinct. But I'm definitely a geek. I'm a Harry Potter geek. I'm a sci-fi geek. Uh, I am a geek. I'm a video game geek. So... This is very apt. And yes, I found this book. I actually picked it up at the airport as I was about to board a plane, grabbed it because it looked vaguely interesting Mm. and could not put it down, went crazy, then got onto Twitter and found you two and said, have you read this? Can we talk about it? And then I read it and I picked it up and I remember reading it and I blew through it. I was doing a DJ gig. Um, I want to say it was one of the three that I did in August. My 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 August is a blur. I I flew every weekend for a DJ gig somewhere in the US in Canada. Um, but I blew through it. I remember suddenly looking up at four o'clock in the morning, going, "Uh, okay, I guess I'm finishing this book now." <laughs> <laughs> and it, it does seem to be one of those airport books that you kind of breeze through, right? Um, obviously me, because uh, I I, I kind of like read letter by letter, so it takes me ages to read a book, like unlike you guys. Um, but it yeah, is you like the hooked on phonics edition of reading. <laughs> yeah, I need like notes and pictures, otherwise I can't get through a book. But you probably internalize it way more than I do because I have to read it like. I'll read it and then I'll be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need what to. What did I miss? I need to go back. What did, yeah, that's what I do too. I, yeah. I, I blow through my books like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, then I get it. That 
then I feel less adequate. <laughs> yeah, you're like internalized. See, the thing. No, no. I mean, you should feel you should feel less adequate, anyways. But all, besides, all that's beside the point. That has nothing to do with my reading skills. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> Did we go somewhere else? <laughs> I think it d- turned dissing awesome podcast suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a hard book to blow through, just because there's so much science in it, and it's so technical. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but we all saw the movie too, right? So I think we're going to be kind of doing book versus movie. And, uh, but yeah, like you said, let's, let's talk a bit more about the book. Um, apparently this was self-published. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Um, but this guy is, I, I think he's an engineer or something like that. Um, and he just kind of self-published this book and it became a massive, massive su- success. Um, yep. so this is, this is really kind of cool because a lot of people that, um, we are connected with are, kind of you know bloggers or free freelance writers and i mean this it's it's always cool to have kind of this massive success story out there that it can be done you know especially when the whole publishing world is kind of in a in upheaval at the moment right um, and what's interesting is the fact that he did self publish the book and then picked up as soon as the the book got traction it got picked up by i think his random house mm. who picked them up and then I just was on Reddit the other day and the Reddit editor, the editor of the book who edited his book um, from the self-published version where they removed a few chapters and added a few things in, um, you know, was talking about the fact that the book is already done when they picked it up inside the publishing house. They wanted one scene to be changed. The only thing that changed was truly the end of the book. They said the only thing we changed was the truly the last five pages. And so people complain about that. I've never read the book that was self-published. Mm. I've I've, put, I've read the book that came out under the publishing house's name, so I don't know the difference there is, and I don't care really. I think the, both ways. I think it's a great book, and to Anandini's point, kind of breeze through it because it's a lot of science, bitch. Mm. You know, yeah. you know, and, 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 and so I found myself going back two or three times and and doing it again and and reaching into my brain for like high school physics and high school chemistry, going, "Huh, that shit might work." Yeah, he's right. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think I kind of breeze through that part because I, I kind of like maybe I'm more about like where the story is going than the minutia of what he's doing. Um, so a lot of times I think it was a device to, um, for him, the character to be busy, to keep himself busy in that Mars environment. So I don't know if it necessarily needed to be engaging. And I think also it, wanted to kind of show the reader how in a way boring boring it was being stuck there so i think maybe the minutia that they get into is more about those two aspects than exactly the science that he's talking about i don't know well, well you know it's in the book itself i think Alandini, you you have better recall on on specific events in the book than i do i usually do um what I what I found interesting is the fact that it about the third or fourth soul after he's healed from his impaling himself, right? Not himself, but you know, after he got impaled and he's healing, he's laying in bed and he's going, "I got to do something, else I'm gonna I'm gonna drive myself insane." Right. It became a survival tactic that he, you know, you know how people do like they fall back on these defense mechanisms of how to get through. Like it's either doing calculations or whatever it is to get yourself through. Like the math and science was what got him through this completely isolating experience. Yep. And that gets more philosophical, which is interesting because the writer, um, before he wrote this, I had heard of him before because he did this short story called The Egg. Have you guys heard of this? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, so it was a very, um, I mean, it, it, it's a really interesting short story about the afterlife. Okay. And uh, you'll have to read it. Like, Definitely look it up if you haven't. 
um, come across it. Mm-hmm. It's called The Egg by Andy Weir. Um, and because I went back and read the short story after I read the book, right. and then that made the book feel a lot more, it made it feel bigger okay. than the like small details of what was going on. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Makes sense. I, I will take a look. I'm actually on Amazon right now looking at it. I'll probably just buy it. Right oh, I think you can find it for free. <laughs> Damn it, did I just play? No, I didn't pay for it. Ooh, oh, look at you. you Desi Jugaad time. Yes, baby. Oh, just Google it, baby. Just Google it. Go to the Googleish. Yeah, um, so, like, I do so, okay, so I have a question here. So I have a question here. So, so Asim, you read the book. Mm-hmm. What was your first reaction? Um, well, see, we all read the book, but what was your first reaction when he realizes he has no way to contact anybody else? I, um... I think I found it, it, it's a tough setup, right? Um, because basically, I mean, it, it, it kind of sounds stupid. There's only two endings to this book, you know, or he'll die or he'll survive, right? I mean, right. there's no, there's no two ways about it. So. Or he might end up screwing the Queen of Mars. <laughs> yeah. That, that it no, becomes. There's like, a book I would read. Yeah. Like it becomes totally sci fi that he finds like an alien race or something like that. But I don't know the way I, the book was and the cover of it. It just seems also the writing of it. It didn't seem it was going to go into that, you know, fucking the Queen of uh, the Mars kind of zone. Um, so. Although Anandini just confessed that she would like that. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's always a John Freak. Carter of Mars Mars for that, right? I mean that that's a, a movie that I really like, but nobody else likes. I liked uh, it. Yeah. Wait, which one? Sorry. John Carter of Mars. John Carter. Of Mars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. I I I think I liked it because I I don't know if you remember. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it, but I was a huge MacGyver fan. Um, and <laughs> the, in a way, this is kind of like MacGyver in space, right? Like it is. Right. It totally is. And right. That really appealed to me because it, um, it, it, you know, it, it's him about trying to fix things and, you know, like being very hands on. And the, the, whole, the thing I liked about this book, and I think that they transfer, uh, transferred really well in the movie. It's such mm-hmm. a hopeful book. It's such an optimistic book. Um, and it really has this kind of, you know, hope in humanity where, right. um, where I feel, you know, like when you watch a movie like Tomorrowland or even just kind of the general, the way media, um, or sci-fi movies in, in general talk about things. It's very kind of dark and gloomy, you know. The right. world is going to shit. We're all going to die. Um, so I think th- those kind of aspects for me really appeal to it. Um, yeah, it's not dystopian. It's yeah, right. It's- yeah, it's not the Hunger Games, Maze Runner trilogy stuff. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that. And and what I found interesting about the whole piece, and 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 I guess we'll be jumping around a little bit because because I think we don't have a format here that we're actually going through chapter by chapter. What I found interesting is the fact that when you went off Mars and back to Earth and dealt with the NASA situation, mm. right? Even the bu- the bureaucrat who was the head of NASA, even though he was like, you know, oh, it's a, it's not the budget, blah blah blah. Even he was like, no, I, I don't give a shit. Get it done. Yeah, you know. So there was there was this whole thing of look, we got to do it smart because we only get one shot at these things. We don't get multiple shots. So if you're going to do it, measure thrice, cut once, but get it done. And no, what's funny is, yeah. um, and I know we were just just talking about the book, but in comparison to the movie, yeah. I found the book weirdly more lighthearted, which doesn't usually happen. Mm, yeah, I mean, Watney's character himself was was it far was, more was, flippant yeah. in the book, yeah, and more serious in the movie. Yeah, he was more serious in the movie, but I think the movie. So here's the thing, right? And I'm gonna say this out loud, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to be popular when I say this out loud. But movies, nine times out of ten, are dumbed down for the general casual. 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> was i think on purpose simply for the fact that what else are you going to do you're talking to yourself hmm. yeah and also we as a reader spend so much time with him you know in his right. head mm-hmm. as a voice over which is a device that i was really i was curious how they would do this on movie because you can't have i was worried about uh, it actually yeah. i was like we spend so much time discussing things with him and going through the math and going through the calculations and i was like how are they going to do this but i think they did do a good job yeah so, I, i was i read a joke the other day where it was the martian starring gopro and my dad <laughs> <laughs> so and in the i mean the device they use is obviously he's having these uh, he's doing these daily diaries which he's also doing the in the in, in, yeah the vlogs that he's doing in the book too do you think that was kind of a good balance and provided enough in the movie where you don't have the voice over you know what's funny is i think they did it less and then i even expected them to when yeah. i first found out they were doing a movie we spent i think maybe a little more time with nasa and all the other characters than i, I mean then i would have expected having read the book um yeah. you spend almost more time with nasa kind of wondering what is going on with him and maybe that was a function of them having cast all these people that they had to use and mm-hmm. trying to draw more to them um and we'll talk more about the casting and all that i guess in a little bit but I I thought they were going to use those logs way more than they did and there was a couple of them there was one in particular that um I was actually kind of sad they didn't use but then I found a um a clip that or a deleted scene or an extra or something there's a scene where um where uh what's the the, the director yeah. he is um saying like god what what could be going through his head right now and in the book they cut to Watney and he's he's talking about Aquaman and like how did Aquaman uh you know communicate with mammals and he's right. like he's going through this whole thing and that's what he's thinking about sitting there right. and it didn't make it into the movie which i was like kind of like oh i would have loved Damn to it. see yeah, that yeah i would have loved to see that, that. so funny but there is um there is a deleted scene I'll, i'll text it to you guys for you to see it's it's hilarious they do have they have these interviews um with a psychologist after all of the potential astronauts have been kept in um isolation for like 10 days or something like yeah. that and that's when they throw that in and Damon's hilarious in it. I see I think I think let's let's just call it call it out right everybody's been shitting on Matt Damon for the project greenlight stuff that's been happening for the last <laughs> few weeks but this was inspired casting like this was i cannot imagine like when even when i was reading the book i was like you know there's only like two people who would do this who would do justice to this it would be either Matt Damon or or uh, Bradley Cooper only one of the two there's nobody else who could play oh, that level of snark I wouldn't have thought of Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I don't but, think but, of Bradley Cooper at all, but yeah. But, but Bradley Cooper, him. but Bradley Cooper, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, Bradley Cooper, and my, th- my thought was Chris Pratt, right? But uh-huh. Bradley Cooper from the A-team mm-hmm. would have been the perfect, like, sort of attitude for this. But Chris Pratt and, and Matt Damon, you can interchange those guys. They're just as snarky, yeah. you know? But well, like Chris although, Pratt... Uh, although, um, what's the guy, <laughs> what was the name? <laughs> uh, Pratt, I... I I like I don't know if you could pull off that smartest botany guy as much as Matt Damon. Like I think Damon is like 
inspired casting. You know, he has that gravitas, but he can still, you know, signs the shit out of it. But yeah. he, it almost he, disappoints me that um, his being interstellar, like in, in interstellar, kind of took away from this a tiny bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I didn't. I I didn't even see it. Like for me, those are two different things. Like, um. I I was I was I thought about that you know when I saw uh, when I thought about it and and I was like well but Interstellar he's only in the movie ten minutes hmm. but what a ten minutes like yeah. how he stole so much of that movie in those ten minutes right that's true that's true it was a that's concern true. for Damon when he took on the role for the Martian and I understand for him because he you know it's such a big investment and he needs to spend so much time in this role but I yeah. think there's enough of a gap between Interstellar being released and Martian being released that I don't know I I felt it was less of an issue as as a movie watcher than maybe as an actor it was yeah um, you know, he was afraid of being typecasted because he essentially shot both movies back to back, right? Yeah. Uh, so he's like, "Well, I went from being this serious astronaut to being this dick, and and how do I, you know, blah blah blah." It was until it wasn't until Ridley Scott told him, "It's like, look, read the damn script. Like, mm. You're not over there. You're insane, crazy, lost. Yes, but you you are malicious in this. You're trying to get home. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so uh, Parishman." There's, there's movies like Castaway, and uh, there was another one with Robert Redford a while back, All Is Lost. All Is Lost. Yeah. Oh, what a movie. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and those really go into... We're pretty much following the main character mm-hmm. it, that's stranded on this desolate place, right? Um, yeah. To the point where All Is Lost almost has virtually no dialogue, right? Um, yeah. um But The Martian is very different in that approach, right? The book and the movie. Um, right. Do you do you think adding NASA to it and the other astronauts gives gives makes this book more um, palatable, more more kind of it, it reaches more people, or do you think it kind of uh, detracts from the main story by losing its focus? Uh, you know, no, I, I don't think it distracts because of the fact that the the whole premise of the book was the Mars mission, right? Don't get it twisted; it was he. Watney ends up in a situation because of circumstances beyond his control. However, there would be no movie, there would be no premise for the book if he made it to the ship, right? Mm. That's all it was. Legitimately, he was 12 meters away. In the book, he was even closer to the damn thing than, than in the movie. Mm. Right. You know? He, he was he, Apparently, if I remember in the book, he was able to see the Mav and then suddenly he's flying off because the he gets blindsided. They overdid it in the movies, but again, that goes back to the whole thing of, well, I draw it better in my head than I could draw it in a movie, so I have to dumb it down and paint my colors for people. So, you know, um, I I think that I, I think that we're, when we talk about All Is Lost and Castaway versus versus uh, The Martian, we're talking about two different but very similar approaches to to what's the word I'm looking for? Loneliness induced paranoia. It's like the Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, correct. Right. Correct, right, and and I think that by by virtue of the subject matter, like all is lost, the guy's a sailor. Robinson Crusoe, I mean Robinson Crusoe, but Castaway, he's just a passenger in a plane crash, right? But this guy's a goddamn scientist who's trained for mm. this, so he better step up to the damn plate and figure it out. Yeah, you know, I mean, what's the point otherwise? Yeah. So, um, Anandini, like, oh, there's also a lot of like sciencey, um, you know, we're not talk- not talking about sci-fi movies. But like these science nerdy movies like Gravity, Interstellar, right? And I, I would okay. I would add Martian to that, right? Um and I think both of these all of these movies have this, you know, innate optimism in it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um what do you is that something that appeals to you? I mean, obviously optimism does appeal to you, but I I think 
um, you know, do you think it's kind of, you know, celebrating humanity where, you know, a lot of these superhero movies and a lot of other movies are, you know, becoming downers. Like even something like Batman is such a downer in a way, right? It's dark. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm like super into space right now. I'm like, really into- <laughs> I'm no, I'm into space. Really See, into- you've, been, you've been super into space since last year. We were talking no, about this is like a thing I'm going through. Okay. And it's like, I feel like, um, Mugatu from Zoolander, like space. It's so, so hot, hot right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so into it. And to the point where like, when I get stressed out, what I do is I start Chromecasting like footage of space <laughs> just so I can like chill okay. out a little. <laughs> I, I think I think we found who the nerd in the group is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually do this. Like my husband came in the room one night. And I was watching footage of space. He's like, "What is wrong with you?" Let, <laughs> let just, me let me list the ways. <laughs> I was looking at like Cassini mission footage, <laughs> but um, so these three uh, movies that have kind of come out in a row: Gravity, Interstellar, and now The Martian. I think there's like. Uh, it's kind of taking the interest back to space, which I think is really important because I think uh, we need to talk about NASA getting the funding that they need to do the stuff that, you know, we 